It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled The Shame of Peace. Our scripture reference is taken from Joel chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. This weekend, the church recalled its birth at Pentecost. All God's truth is timely for us, but it did feel like the Holy Spirit's arrival that day had the potential to inspire us differently. Who knows what we were talking about or watching on the news a year ago. Most likely, the church gathered on Pentecost Sunday one year ago just like it normally does. We probably wore something red as a cheesy way to commemorate the day. This Pentecost Sunday, I'm sure none of us will ever forget what we saw transpire this weekend. My hope is that what we are facing right now turns out to be a turning point toward a more just society. I do have my reservations. My fear is we'll allow the violence we're seeing now to dictate what this issue is really about. Violence always begets violence even if it's delayed. That's part of what some of us do not understand about what's happening right now. An entire people have been treated unfairly, unjustly, and threatened by violence for generations. What did you expect to happen? Have you ever noticed how we can blow up at the most silliest things? We joke later about having a bad day or not getting our morning coffee. As a result, everyone gets on our nerves or we're short with those around us. If annoyance is all you've had to deal with, be grateful. Imagine having the eyes of people against you just because of your skin's color. Imagine hearing the stories of your ancestors being beaten and hanged. Imagine what the daily burden of racial segregation and discrimination feels like. The church needs to be God's voice of freedom, reconciliation, and salvation. And we need to do it God's way. That is one of the compelling aspects of Jesus' death. He did not respond to the violence enacted on him with further violence. His followers knew that was not the way of Jesus. Since Christ was crucified, Rome has come and gone and been replaced time after time. God's kingdom, however, remains. Followers of Jesus today need to understand that too. I'm asking God to make the outpouring of spirit to be more real than it's ever been for most of us. We see the result of that happening in the book of Acts. The church didn't respond to their persecution with violence. Rather, they prayerfully united themselves in witness and mission. Every Pentecost Sunday, we hear the words of Acts 2. The first expression of mission comes from Peter as he preached a sermon that brought thousands to faith in Jesus. Part of his message interprets the words of Joel 2. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Right before Joel offers such a powerful promise of God, the Lord recognized the shame of his people. 
Now, their shame had been a result of their sin. So, let's relate shame to Jesus. The book of Hebrews speaks of Jesus dealing with shame. The text says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus knew the shame the cross brought. But it was his way to demonstrate God's kingdom priorities. With the spirits outpouring on us, my prayer is that we will face the shame that often accompanies the way of peace in the middle of chaos and turmoil and face it faithfully. Those of us who seek and work for peace know it does not come without its pressures and dangers. We have been promised, though, God's spirit will lead us. There is no shame that will overcome us as we pursue God's will. Stay blessed.